0: Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're gonna deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelssohn. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line, Suze Chadwick. Suze is a bold business branding and speaker coach, taking your brand from basic biscuits to delectable, gotta have goodness. Suze is recognized as a top 10 branding coach. She's also the author of Play Big, Brand Bold and the host of the popular Brand Builders Lab podcast and a creator of the Brand Builders Academy. Suze, good morning and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I'm excited to be here.
0: This is going to be so much fun. You got a lot of commas in that intro. You know, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing a lot of things there. I love it. Can you please uh, take a few moments to give us an overview about what makes Suze so incredibly awesome?
1: Oh, what a question. Well, that's why there's so many commas, Jeff, because of that question. So I have been in the branding game for about 10 years now uh, and have worked with solopreneurs as well as large multinational and corporates all around the world, which I love. And I think for me, what I saw when I came into, I guess, the corporate space as well as the small business space was same, same. And I just thought, this is not what great branding is about. Like, you know, when you think about some of the great tech companies in the world or some of the great automotive companies in the world or retail or whatever it is that you're into, there will be two or three that stand out in your mind. And so the question I ask is, how do they do what they do? What is it that makes them so unique and different? And the more that I looked at it, the more I just thought, you know something, they are bold. They go against the grain. They look at, you know, what the rest of their industry might be doing and they think, how are we going to go in an opposite direction or take things even further? And so that's kind of the ethos that I live by when uh, in my business, as well as when I'm working with my clients, is what are we going to do that's really different, really interesting, that maybe a completely different industry is doing that you could potentially adopt? Uh, and so I'm always looking at those key things for myself and for my clients, because it's just, that's what makes the biggest difference. And that's what people remember at the end of the day. So I talk about that on my podcast. I talked about it in my book. I talk about it every day on other people's podcasts. And it's just something I'm really passionate about because I think that can be your biggest differentiator and really help you stand out in the market, which is what I am here to do.
0: Amazing stuff. So, you know, let's talk about this because the whole idea of personal branding, you know, or even branding your, uh, you know, your, you know, your main hustle, right? It's a, you know, it's a process, right? I mean, I remember when I, so first of all, you know, like in my trajectory, I told everybody that came across, you know, that came across my wheelhouse to, yeah, you got to have a personal brand. Like, you know, what's your name? You know, Jeff Mendelsohn. So it's Mendelson.com. Go ahead and do it. Right. And it took me so long to do it for myself. Right. And then when I finally got I'd say about three years ago, I decided to get serious about it. And that was hands down the hardest project I ever worked on. Right. Because it's like all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, I I have to toot my own horn now? Like, you're like, how do you do that? Like, how do you, you know, it's one thing to write a resume. It's another thing to actually put yourself out there and, you know, like get it done and all that what uh, like what kind of tips do you give to someone who wants to start out you know like like they know they need to they know they need to brand right they're maybe they're a little bit skittish you know about putting themselves out there but you know it's got to be done because you know we're you know basically we're all right now in a very i would call it like a high touch you know like a high touch business in almost yeah. everything that in almost everything that we're doing right because you have to you, uh, you know you're actually selling yourself. And that's, that's principally what a resume does. And then LinkedIn came along and revolutionized resumes. And now even my teenagers are putting their own personal brands out there on TikTok and Snapchat, you know, it's like, dude, yeah. like, how do you approach that?
1: Yeah, I think for me, and I think there's two parts to it. So I think that when you kind of come out of, say, the corporate world, which maybe a lot of us have done or or something else that wasn't our business and us, then you're kind of doing this work for somebody else. You've got another brand that sits in front of you. You're never the one that's visible, never the one that's kind of there speaking up. And so there is definitely a personal development journey that you go on around who am I? What am I here to do? Um, You know, what do I stand for? Uh, How do I, how do I want this to look? What do I want to say? So there's definitely that journey. And when you go through a brand strategy, then you'll normally go through that about your mission, your vision, your values, your voice, your personality, um, you know, your differentiators, your competitive advantage, all those things. So that can be quite a structured process and activity that I think a lot of businesses should do a lot earlier than they do do so a lot of times people will jump into business and they'll just start selling the widgets they'll just start talking about the products and services and they may not have done that foundational work so I think brand strategy is foundational work that is really worth doing because I think it helps you really decide on how you're going to show up and who you kind of want to be in this world when it comes to your business.
0: So what is your go-to? Is your go-to to come up with a name, you know, like for, for the framework for the business or is it just just use your own name because you're unique just like everyone else?
1: So I did the same as you. So when I first started my business and I still trade as the Connection Exchange, uh, but all of my branding is Suze Chadwick. So when I started my business about six years ago, the reason that I decided to have a business was that I was looking for networking groups or events here in Melbourne, Australia, and I couldn't really find what I was looking for. And I was already doing coaching, uh, but then I decided to run those events. So I would run like 200 people plus type conferences and breakfast events and dinners and all that. So the business would call the connection exchange because I was like when women, it was specifically for women, when women come to my events, I want them to connect and exchange knowledge, friendship, Um, support, all of that. So that's how I named that business. But then the more I sort of went down the track of working, either doing group coaching, one-on-one coaching, speaking, I just thought, you know, something, I kind of want to focus more on what I'm doing because I'm at the end of the day, the product rather than the events. And so I made the decision to switch into my personal brand. So I think, like you said, when you're selling you, your services, your knowledge, uh, and you're the one who's kind of the face of the business. I think that's where you make a decision. Am I a business brand, which was for me was the connection exchange. And at the end of the day, I could have sold that. Anybody could have potentially run that. Or am I selling me as a business and branding coach, and so I then switched to my name. So all of my socials switched to Suze Chadwick. I have to be honest, my name is Suzanne Chadwick, but there's an opera singer in Canada who's got Suzannechadwick.com, which was very sad.
0: So I Well, she's so, just gonna have to change her name, you know? <laughs> so I
1: went with Suze Chadwick, because everybody used to call me Suze anyway. So uh, so that's what all of my handles on my website is now. And at the end of the day, I am the product that people are buying and I and that's something that I want as well. Like I'm really I want to have my name out there. I want to have my brand out there. Uh, And so that's probably the first thing I'd say about it. The second thing is that when you feel hesitant to put yourself out there, I would go back to, and this is why brand strategy is important, really go back to why you're doing what you're doing. And I know, I feel like Simon Sinek, It's such a general term now that people have lost the meaning of it. So for me, when I work with my clients, my purpose, which sits written on my wall next to me every single day, is to support women to become bold and powerful voices in their industry and claim their space with confidence. And it's because I was working with women who were incredible, amazing, talented, so good at what they were doing, but they didn't know how to talk about what it is that they did and they didn't have the confidence to be able to do that. So that is my anchor, that is my vision, and it's why I do what I do every single day. So when I get on a podcast or I speak at an event or I run my courses or I write a book, that sits as the foundation that this book, this whatever I am doing, is all about helping women and really people who are passionate and committed to what they're doing have bold and powerful voices. And be able to articulate that in a way that really reaches their audience and connects in the way that they want it to.
0: Amazing! Wow, that's an amazing breakdown of what a brand is. I love it. Let's uh, let's talk about your one big tip, and that's actually you know like you know, like how to get started with this, right? Because um, I got to tell you, there are a million places you can think that you can start. Like you know, okay, you know, like the easy stuff: domain name. Do I need a website? Do I need this? But actually, you know, before you even break break ground on any of that foundational stuff, you really need to, you really need to hone in on what it is that you're actually going to talk about. You need to figure out your, you know, your ideal avatar. You need to figure out, you know, who who are you being called to serve? There's a lot going on there, even before you break ground on anything. Let's talk about your one big tip.
1: Yeah, so for me, and I mean, you know, when, before we started recording this as well, there's, there's so many things that we can talk about. But for me, once you've ideally done a brand strategy uh, and, you know, whether you can afford to work with somebody or not, there is so much online that can help you to go through those key questions for you to really identify, as you said, what you're here to do and how you want to show up as well. But one of the key things that I focus on a lot with clients is how they position themselves and their brand in the market. So if you start working and you're speaking to people and they're coming to you and you're not attracting the right people, then for me, there's two things. Your message is either out or your positioning is out. And so what I mean by that is, If somebody comes to you and they say, I like what you do, but you're too expensive, then their perception of you, who you are, what you do is lower than where you want it to be. And so the things that contribute to your brand position is I always say, are you the Chanel or are you the Walmart of your industry? Like, are you high quality, high price, or are you low quality, low price? Mostly, someone will be
0: somewhere in the middle. But
1: really, well, what under- if I just
0: want to be the Best Buy, right? You know, the the big consumer electronics store. You I don't can want to be Walmart. Be. Yeah, you, you know, I don't want to be Chanel. Be. Yeah, I don't want to be the Prada phone, right? I just want to be the Best Buy. I want someone that's... to come in there and be able to buy the ten thousand dollar TV or the or the two hundred dollar TV. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But then that's their reputation, yeah. So that people will know that if I go to, and I don't, we don't have Best Buys here, so I'm just going to go by your example. But, you know, if I go to that particular store, then this is the experience I'm going to have and I know how much I'm going to pay. So I always say, you know, I don't walk into Chanel and go, oh my gosh, this is amazing and beautiful. But listen, it's a little expensive. Could you just lower the price for me? Like, what are they going to say? We know what we're walking into. And so when it comes to your brand, there are certain factors that will help with your brand positioning. Yeah. So once you know, okay, we want to charge $5,000 for this thing. My question to you is when I come and look at your website and your socials, what does that tell me? Because we buy with our eyes. So I will look at something and I will have a perception of the level of quality and even potentially the price. How does it feel to me? Like when I engage with you on socials and I have a conversation, I listen to your podcast, things like that, like what's that experience like? Is there consistency? Is there quality in what you're doing and what you're saying? What are other people saying about you as well? So what's that reputation and also perception? Price is a really interesting one because sometimes I would rather pay more for something that might look the same because my perception is if I'm paying more, the quality is probably going to be a whole lot better. Yeah. So, and I think that's where when somebody's starting out in business, that's where sometimes you can fall down because you're like, oh, well, I don't want to charge too much. Um, so I'll go really low. But the automatic feel for a lot of people will be, uh, what's wrong with that? Like, why is that so cheap? So I think you've really got to know like what your competitors are charging. And I'm not saying you have to charge the same, but just understanding what the market rate is for certain things and then deciding, well, what's your differentiator? What are you going to do that's really different and that's unique and that's maybe added like, you know, an add on to that, where if you want to price a a whole lot higher, then you're like, you know, something, this is how we do it. This is, this is the experience you're going to get. That's really different as well. You know, are you going to add any exclusivity in there? Um, And also connection is a really big thing because we will buy from somebody who we trust, somebody who we see or listen to regularly And so, you know, when I talk about showing up on social media as well, it's known that when I see you every day, say on Instagram stories or Facebook or wherever you like to show up, if I see you on a regular basis digitally, it makes me feel like I know you in person. And so that builds a whole lot of trust as well. And so I think it's just really taking a look at all of those factors the look, the feel, the experience, the consistency, the quality, the price. The desire of your customer to have that, the connection, all of that makes a big difference as to if you want to charge me $2,000, I'll pay it. But if you want to charge me $5,000, I'll pay that too.
0: Yeah, you know, that's really cool. You know, I had a conversation with um, uh, similar to this last week with a friend of mine, right? And basically what she was asking me about was that, you know, she the conversation started out asking me about, uh, you know, helping her out with her podcast, right? To help her, you know, like to edit and what equipment and things like that. And then, when you know, but, you know, before we got into any of that minutia, I was just like, okay, you know, like what's the end game? You're going to do this for funsies or you're going to do this because you want to make a – or because you want it to be a bridge, you want it to be a foundation, you know, for people. And she was like, "Well, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I yeah, I want to be able to sell, you know, uh, I, I want to be able to sell courses eventually." I'm like, "Great, you know, like what kind of, like what kind of courses?" And we got on the subject of price. Now, the detail here is that um, you know she lives here in Miami. Miami has a very predominant Spanish-speaking community, right? Now, there are 24 countries that speak Spanish. Right. So it's it's you don't necessarily need to niche down into Mexico versus Colombia versus Argentina. Right. But basically, her first default was, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to charge because, you know, like, uh, I don't think that they can pay for it. And that's where I was just like, okay, breaks, you know, slow down. Right. So I asked her, like, where when was the last conference that she went to, you know, this was pre-COVID, right? And she was just like, well, I went to this one in uh, in Bogota. That was, uh, it was like a two-day event. Great. How much did they charge? Oh, about $200. Beautiful. How many people showed up? Right? And I don't know, like three, 400. I'm like, okay. So do you think that the person who facilitated that conference did it for funsies or they did it for because they actually, you know, they were doing it to make a profit. She's like, no, they well, they were there to make a profit. I'm like, okay. So why do you, why are you not allowed to do it to do that, right? And the other person is right. And basically, what it is is that it, you know, you could literally see the the mind shift, you know, ninety degrees as we we're talking about that because once we opened up the once we opened up the discussion of, you know, this is what her brand is all about. Right. You know, it's irrelevant. How much, you know, like you said, you know, whether it's going to be a $200 thing or a $5,000 thing or a $25,000 thing, all of that is irrelevant at this point. What we really need to figure out is what are you going to stand for? Right. And how are you going to get the message out there? And I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head when you talked about, you know, like there are all these different aspects of, uh, you know, that you need to, you know, that you need to figure out. But at the same time, you want to stay true to the, you know, to the people that you have been called to serve. Let me ask you something. Um, when you, when you start out with somebody and, you know, they come to you, they say, Hey, I need, you know, I need help with the personal brand. Like, what is that initial, the, what does that initial coaching call sound like in your space? You know, I'm really curious to see like what kind of, uh, what kind of items you talk about what kind of things you 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 touch on before you move on to the more advanced things?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, for me, the first thing I, I normally ask, because if they're at that stage, then they're already conscious of what that means. As in, if I'm coming to you for personal brand coaching, I know that I want to have a personal brand. So they've got a perception of what that might look like. And so the first thing I want to know is what do you want to be known for? And when somebody is a copywriter, web designer, like coach, whatever it is, a lot of times we, they speak about the functional things that they do for a client. So, well, I build, I build really great websites and X, Y, and Z, and they tell me about that. But my question is, what do you want to be known for? So for me, when somebody goes to somebody else I know, so say, uh, you know, a, a, a client that hasn't found me yet, and this happens a lot. They'll go to someone I know and they'll say, I just feel really stuck. I don't feel confident to talk about what I do and I just want to like be bolder, stand out more. And then the people I know will be like, you have to go speak to Suze. So I am known for helping women to become those bold and powerful voices. So my question is always, what do you want to be known for? When people talk about you down at the coffee shop, what do you want them to say about you? How do you want them to describe you? What language do you want them to use when they talk about you? And I think that those are the key things just to start with for people to really, you know, understand for themselves. So when people talk about me, I want them to say, you know, Sue's really like helped me shift my business and my mindset. Like the work that we did, I started to attract the clients that I want. I, I well, I don't joke around, but I say to my Brand Builder Academy ladies, I'm like, when you have a bold brand, you eliminate the competition. And I don't mean that in an aggressive way. What that means is that you have people that are so attracted and committed to working with you that there's nobody else in their view. So I get clients that come to me and they're like, I knew I needed to up my game in my business. You were the only person that I was looking to work with. And so I just waited until I could afford to work with you or till you had time. And so When you look at your brand and your personal brand, it's really starting to hone something so specific and unique and targeted that the people that want to work with you, they're just, they've got blinkers on. You're the only person that they want to work with. And they're really clear on you, what you do, who you are, how you help. So that's where we start.
0: Amazing stuff, Suze. Thank you so much for that. Can you please let everyone know where they can, uh, where they can find you online and how they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to learn more?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at suzechadwick.com, S-U-Z, chadwick.com. And I'm on all socials at Sue's Chadwick. I do hang out on Instagram the most. So if you want to send me a DM, direct message on there, you're more than welcome to. Otherwise you can go to my website and contact me through there too.
0: It has been so lovely to have you on this program. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love the value that you brought. And, um, you know, this was really great. Thank you so much for being here.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Jeff.